Hello, awesome people. Welcome to Moment of Sanity with yours truly, Jessica Layado. This is the final part in a three-part series on the attributes of God. In the last two episodes, we've been talking about the attributes of God. And in each of those episodes, we've dealt with five particular attributes of God. It's exciting stuff. To be honest, when I started the series, I didn't think it would turn out to be a series. I figured I could talk about the attributes of God in one sitting, but clearly <laughs> I was mistaken. Um, but I really am excited that it's been three whole episodes of talking about the attributes of God, especially in a time of uncertainty as we deal with COVID-19 and just to look back on the attributes of God and to see how through his word and through creation, he has constantly revealed himself and continues to reveal and stay true to these attributes of his. So I will not go into mentioning the attributes that have been dealt with because there are 10 whole attributes, but I would encourage you so go back and listen. You'll find 10 awesome attributes of God. Now, in this particular episode, we're going to be talking about the communicable attributes of God. When I say communicable, I just mean attributes of God that humanity can display, so to speak. Not that we displayed like God but that we have a likeness of him. We've been created in his image and therefore they are attributes of God that he shares with us, his creatures. However, when you go back through the last two episodes, you'll find that we have dealt with what is termed as the incommunicable attributes of God. Those are attributes of God that he does not share with his creation. They are particular to him. They entirely are attributes of God. So we'll pick up the numbering from where we stopped. And like I said in the last episode, the numbering is not particular to order of importance. It is only for tracking purposes and for us to count how many attributes have been dealt with so far. So attribute 11, which is attribute number one for this episode, is God is good. Are we not used to that? <laughs> We're used to saying God is good in a Christian circles. We use it as a greeting in church. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Yeah. And all that. And it's awesome that we say this, but do we actually understand what we're saying when we say God is good? When we say God is good, I don't mean the way that humanity understands goodness because Goodness for humanity is conditional. It's subjective. It changes. What I term as good is not what the next person will term as good. So when I say that God is good, what I mean is that his goodness must be understood in light of his revealed self through his word. So God is good. God is the standard of goodness. When I say that I am good and I am good without a relationship with God, I have not grasped what it means to be good. What I am using is a changeable standard, a subjective standard, and therefore it cannot actually be the standard of good. What we think and know and interpret as goodness 
falls terribly short of God's standard of goodness because his standard is way, 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 way up there. And then what we start to say is good or what we define goodness as, it really falls short of the standard of God. One of the Psalms that I really love is Psalm 136. And also in Psalm 107, the psalmist says, you guys, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Amen. His mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. You can hear the happiness in my voice. Yeah. <laughs> Because it really resonates with me when we talk about the goodness of God. So, on to attribute number 12. God is merciful. In Romans chapter 9, verse 15 to 16, the word of God says, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then... It does not depend on the man who wills or the man who runs, but on God who has mercy. And this last part is Paul just pointing us back to who it doesn't depend on. Go ahead and read Romans chapter 9, the whole of it, and possibly even the whole book of Romans because it's absolutely beautiful. But in this particular portion of scripture, we are looking at the mercy of God and we see that God actually will show mercy to whom he wills. To show mercy to. And Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22. Such a beautiful scripture. Says through the Lord's mercies. We are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. Guys. Guys. As in you. It's just like Lord. Thank you. Thank you Lord. That because of your mercies. I am not consumed. Because of your mercies. We are not consumed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Each time that we are preserved, God preserves us because of his mercy for our good and for his glory. And for that, we give him praise. Attribute number 13, God is just. God is just. Just meaning the root word of justice. And I thought that it would make sense to talk about justice right after talking about mercy. And when you talk about the justice of God, the one thing that I would like to make clear is that God will always do what is right. It's his character. It's who he is. He will not do wrong. He will not sin. He will only do what is right. He will always do what is right. And Revelations 19 proclaims that the judgments of God are true and righteous. True and righteous. Wow, you guys. And in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4, this is what the scripture says, that his work is perfect for all his ways are just, a God of faithfulness and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. For all his ways are just, all his ways are just, everything that God does, he acts with justice. And in the words of Arsis Prowl, um, now this really stood out for me. Let me just read it real quick. He says that let's assume that all men are guilty of sin in the sight of God. From the mass of humanity, God sovereignly decides 
to give mercy to some of them. What do the rest get? They get justice. The saved get mercy and the unsaved get justice. No one gets injustice. You guys, just rewind this thing and listen to it again. No one gets injustice. The saved by the mercy of God and by the finished work of Christ receive mercy. The unsaved receive justice. Selah. It's a Selah moment, right? Our fourth attribute in this episode, which is also number 14 in order of numbering, is God is loving. This one is beautiful, you guys. We know this because we act in love towards other people. Much as our love does not necessarily seem exactly like the love of God, we still believe that we act in love towards other people. First John 4, 7 and 8, when we were kids, <laughs> we sang a song about First John 4, 7 and 8 in Sunday school. And it went like this. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone who loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He who loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Beloved, let us love one another. Then we say it first John 4, 7 and 8. Um, and that's a scripture that I would want to share when we talk about the love of God. Let's love one another for love is of God. And anyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God for God is love. And I think for me, that's the bottom line. He who does not love does not know God for God is love. The love of God knows no end. No end, no end. And you know, in the second part of this series, it talks about God being eternal. And if God is love and God is eternal, then it follows logically that love then is eternal. The love of God is eternal. His love for us is eternal. And it's not like some random far-fetched God loves us as a multitude. Of course, he loves us as a multitude. But you and I, Jess, yes, God loves Jessica. God loves you, Carol, listening in. God loves Malcolm, God loves Steve-O, God loves Stephanie, God loves us as individuals so very much and he loves us as a whole of course. So don't allow yourself to remove God from his love towards you to think that his love is a general love. His love is a general love in as far as extending his grace towards us is concerned but his love is a personal love. Don't forget that. Even when we go through um, the hardest of times, that's when we most forget this fact. But even if you're dealing with a hard season right now, I would like to encourage you and tell you that God loves you. Despite what you're going through, his love for you has not changed. And his heart towards you has not changed. I'll borrow from Ligonia.org. Um, there's an article on there about God's communicable attributes. And this is what the article says. When we speak of God's communicable attributes, we are referring primarily to his moral attributes, such as love, goodness, and kindness. 
in one sense, we must not forget that there is a basic incommunicability of these attributes insofar as such things as the love and goodness of God are infinite. We cannot imitate them. Nevertheless, because we bear God's image, there is a manner in which we exhibit these attributes by way of analogy. So when I say that I love, I'm not necessarily saying that my love for you is eternal because I can't even grasp what eternal love is. But when I say that I love, I can imitate, so to speak. I can exhibit love towards you by virtue of my knowledge of God and by virtue of relationship with God. So attribute number five, which is also attribute number 15 for the whole set of numbering. God is wise. Job chapter 12 verse 13, the Bible study group that I belong to called exegetes. We did Job for maybe two years going on, maybe two and a half years. And through all the trials that Job went through, um, we really studied the scripture in depth. But one of the things that really sparked for me as I read this particular verse in Job chapter 12 verse 13 this time, it brought back so many memories. And this is what Job says. He says, with him, meaning God, are wisdom and might. To him belong counsel and understanding. You guys, not that he has counsel and understanding. No, to him belong counsel and understanding. He is the source of wisdom. God is the source of wisdom. And in Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6, scripture says that for the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And then of course, James, James chapter 1 verse 5 says that, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men generously and without reproach that it will be given to him. Seller, you guys, <laughs> God is so awesome. God is so good. God is so incomprehensible. And sometimes even when I say things like God is awesome, I know that it just is limited to my basic understanding of what it is that I am saying. But in reality, he is awesome way beyond the awe that I feel. You get and I know that you, as much as I, you know, while talking through these attributes, I have not been removed from them because a lot of them have caused me to think on the nature of God. And the many times that I have taken these attributes of God for granted or forgotten them or gotten caught up in my own circumstances and it has bypassed me and I've forgotten that God is loving and that he's faithful, and that he's good, and that he's kind and caring, and that he knows all things, and he's above all things, and he's sovereign, and nothing is outside of his plan. I have forgotten some of these things. So even for those who are hearing this for the first time, amen to that, go ahead and read up on all this. But even for those who just are being reminded of these things that we have known about our Heavenly Father, Find rest in who God is. In a season of turmoil, find rest in who God is. In a season of pain and grief and uncertainty, find rest in who God is, in the character of God. 
find rest in him. So I'll encourage you like I have in the past episodes to go and read up on the attributes of God, read the word of God, familiarize yourself with who God is, familiarize yourself with the word of God, who he has revealed himself to be. And when you forget, go back and remember that God is all these things. He is not one of them. He's not two of them. He's not sometimes one or two of them. He is all these things and he loves you. He absolutely loves you. May he continue to encourage you to grow in his word and may he continue to grow you in relationship with him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that over the last set of three podcasts, we have been talking about you. We've been talking about your character. We've been talking about your attributes. We've been talking about who you are. And I know that just by myself, there is so much that I have not captured that you are. And I know that there is so much that even the words that we speak are not able to capture. But what a privilege to know you. What a privilege to walk in relationship with you. What a privilege to be drawn into the love that you are. We pray that you will continue to draw us to yourself. Draw us to yourself. And even as you draw us to yourself, Lord, would you give us the burden for lost souls? Give us the burden to reach out, to go out and share Christ with the world. Be it through podcasts, be it through different platforms that you have placed us on. Give us the zeal for your kingdom, our God. We thank you, Lord. We pray that we will continue to grow in wisdom. We'll continue to grow in relationship with you and that we will continue to walk with you, redeeming the times for the glory of your name and for our good. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to the podcast. The Lord richly bless you. In case you have any kind of feedback, please find me on social media, Jessica Layado on Facebook. That is J-E-S-S-Y-K-A-L-A-Y-A-D-O, Jessica Layado. And on Twitter, it's J underscore Layado. That is J-A-Y underscore L-A-Y-A-D-O. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Moment of Sanity.